Hey guys, welcome back to Talk Tennis Tea. And I know it's been a while since I've sat down and recorded anything for you guys, so I'm back here today giving you guys a rundown on the Asian swing as Shanghai Masters is about to start this week. And there's also been a couple of things that I've also wanted to talk about, and I've been saving it so I can do a really long one. So that's what we're going to do today. Grab your cuppers and let's get straight into this tea. So, firstly, I have a announcement i guess you can say something really cool that i've been able to do and i'm actually a fan favorite reporter on another podcast called the tennis pal chronicles if you do follow me on instagram or any social media i did post about their podcast they're in a, it's a such an amazing podcast run by such an amazing group of people and it's just really awesome i've listened to a couple of them and they have the most interesting interviews so definitely check that out. I will leave a link in the description to that. But if you want to hear me talking about Stefano Tsitsipas more, then you guys will find my fan favorite reports on their channel. So for today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the Asian swing, uh, basically running down what happened this week in Beijing and Tokyo, what's coming up next week or this coming week in Shanghai, also some Instagram drama and what's also been happening in the Challenger Tour as well. So let's just get straight into it. So Beijing happened or is currently still happening. We have the men's final, which Juan Martin Del Potro is playing and versus Nicolas Bachel Aspili. So that's going to be very interesting. It's Basil's second ATP 500 final of the year so that's awesome for him and I think he's been playing amazing tennis all week and and Juan Martin Del Potro has been doing well since the US Open so it's good to see him back in another final in the women's side we have Anna Svetsova versus Caroline Wozniacki which is going to be a good one I think Caroline will come through at the end she had an amazing match versus Juan Wang of China, sorry for my awful pronunciation, who has just had an amazing Asian court season. Obviously, she's at home and she's just been playing amazingly. So shout out to her for doing pretty much most of Caroline's work because some of those matches she played were very tough and against very good opponents. So she did very well to get to the semifinals, but sadly, Caroline was just too good on the day. So that's what's happening on the women's side. But it hasn't, there's no tournament without drama and it seems like Sasha's Zverev at Beijing has been holding most of this drama. There's been a lot about Sasha this week, and yeah, I don't like talking about him because he's a very private person, but then also, it's also interesting because he's just a very interesting person on social media. So let's get into what happened on Instagram with Sasha. So Sasha Zverev posted a photo of himself, who he lost in the first, second round of... Beijing, his brother, who lost in the first round, Rublev, who lost in the second round, and Marcelo Melo, I pronounced that so wrong, sorry, Marcelo, who is in the doubles final. So that's the only good thing about the people in his photo, but they were all gaming in the early hours of the morning. So this was the day before he had to play, he and Rublev had to play their second round matches, and it was a photo of them all gaming, and it looked like Sasha was naked, but we can't tell because he was sitting on this chair, but it it doesn't look good, basically. That was the only thing that could come from it. So 
people are saying that he lost due to the fact that he was gaming and that this was posted on his social media and people are saying he should stop gaming people are just in feeling all types of ways but i've said before these are young guys they need time and rest and relaxation for whatever they're doing and sometimes you just need a break and sometimes you will game in the middle of the night because you can't deal with it but I don't know but that's what happened and people are not happy about that secondly pictures have surfaced of a girl in his box and it's not his sister-in-law it's not his mother it's not anyone that we know that would probably be a friend it's I don't know her name, but allegedly it's Sasha's girlfriend. And today I actually saw a photo of her sighted at his training session in Shanghai, which is very interesting because you wouldn't think Sasha would mix business and pleasure, but I don't know what's happening. Not a lot of players besides unless the girlfriend plays tennis, which she could play tennis. I don't really know much about her. Not a lot of people have found anything about her from what I see and in my own personal research I haven't found a lot so it's hard to say whether she does play or not and Shanghai is not a mixed tournament so that's very interesting in my eyes but this girl has seemed to be seen in tournaments as far back as Monte Carlo so this seems to be something that has been happening for a while so it's hard to tell with Sasha, you know, he's very private, we don't really know much of his life, the only person who we all thought was in his life was Marcelo, but we don't know, um, but my thoughts on his relationship will be further on in the podcast when I do my Instagram rundown, so check out that if you just want to skip to that, go ahead. Moving on to Tokyo, where it was literally a festival of the next generation players, Three of the next-gen players were into the quarterfinals, which is absolutely amazing. We got Medvedev, who's actually in the final, Tsitsipas and Shapovalov, who just played amazingly and sadly lost to Medvedev. And Tsitsipas, who is coming back from two previous horrible tournaments where he's had both losses in the first, or his first, in the second round, which is not great. But he did admit earlier on in press conferences when he was doing press stuff that he is a bit tired and from his US Open, I guess, endeavours, it kind of, he was just a bit tired, and it's kind of the end of the season, so there is a bit of tiredness there, but he's looking to fight back, and hopefully Shanghai will be good for him. And the final over there is Medvedev versus Nishikori, who is very much in form and just insane, like, playing amazingly. Like, his match against Stefanos was probably one of my favourite matches. I sat down and I was hooked. For the, like, for the first time in a long time, I've sat down and watched a full match since the US Open, I guess, and it was just a really good match. Both of them played amazingly, and I'm very much looking forward to this final. Medvedev, from what I know of, or he hasn't been in a final since Sydney, I think. I'm not quite sure. Don't quote me on that. But I think he hasn't been in a final since Sydney, so this is going to be big for him. And if he can beat Nishikori, who is in form and posing a threat... Two people in Shanghai, I definitely think it would be good for him. And Nishikori, if he wins this, it'll be great. He's at home, the crowd will love him, and it'll just be good for him. Instagram basis on what's happened in Tokyo. Now, my thing, you guys know I'm a big Instagram user. You, If you follow me on Instagram or if you follow the podcast on Instagram, you know for a fact I am constantly posting. I am constantly talking on there. I'm just all, like, using my stories and... 
I love watching Dennis and his coach Rob Stickley's stories. They have this, they were videoing their just adventures around Tokyo, which was actually really amazing to watch. It's filmed beautifully and it's called Tennis Cool. It's like the series that they have on there. So definitely check that out. I will leave a link in the descriptions to both of their Instagram accounts. So you guys know Dennis Shapovalov. You probably link, he posts them as well and on his Twitter. And I think the most famous one, or the one that went really viral, was his one of the Spider-Man, the Your Neighborhood, Your Friendly Neighborhood Chapeau, killed me. And if you check out my Twitter on the Tennis Talk Tea, Talk Tennis Tea Twitter, what is wrong with me today? I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in a long time, so I'm a bit flustered. But if you check out the Talk Tennis Tea Twitter, definitely I've retweeted a lot of these videos, so you can see them on there as well. So I'll leave all those links in the description as usual. All my social media is there. But yeah, second Instagram or like social media update is Stefanos Tsitsipas, who is literally trying to kill us. You guys know I'm a, I am love him. He's my favorite tennis player in the world. And he's trying to kill his fans. Like, he's posting all these beautiful taken photos. And he has a friend who is, I think, Japanese as well. Who is a photographer. And he takes amazing photos. I'll leave a link in the description to his page. But just absolutely amazing. Like, definitely check those photos out. They are so good. And I I was scrolling through my Instagram, not minding a thing. And then I see these photos and I'm like, Steph, you can't be doing this to us. Like, are you trying to kill us all? Like, it's not fair. It's actually ridiculous. So that is the Tokyo rundown. And I feel like I haven't been watching a lot of Beijing just because I wouldn't say there's not been a lot of next-gen present, and most of my favourite next-gen players were playing in Tokyo. There was Alex Dimonor, Francis Tiafo, quite a lot of them were in there, so I was more focused on Tokyo, but Beijing hasn't really been interesting. It was more drama-filled than anything, to be honest. Next up is Shanghai Predictions and my draw reaction. So Shanghai, as we all know, is a Masters 1000. It's probably... I would say it's my favourite Masters event, just because it's at a reasonable time for me to watch all the other ones are a bit dodge but it's just it's my favorite because I love it it's at the end of the year it's very cool and there's a lot of drama I feel like it's always interesting to watch it like there's been tanking incidents there's been unexpected winners unexpected finalists so it's always interesting to watch that one and there's always a bit of shade happening around the ground so very very interesting so first up, Roger and Novak are back. They're the top seeds. They were both on, I would say, breaks from Labor Cup coming from that matches, um, from that tournament exhibition, whatever you want to call it. So that's very interesting. So yeah, I did look at the draw and some people have it easier than others. Djokovic probably has the easiest section with Tsitsipas and not really a lot. Of I think maybe Steph could pose a threat, but other than that, not really anyone else. And then Sasha Zverev, in my opinion, has the hardest section. He has all the next-gen boys. He has Alex Dimonor, Denis Shapovalov, Kyle Edmund, Nico Hadi, and it's he needs to pull it together. Like I said in the previous one, Sasha, don't start gaming at the early hours of the morning and post it because we will come for you and we will say this is why you lost. Like, come on, you know better than that. 
So I think he needs to pull it together. He obviously seems tired. Maybe it's the gill in the box. We don't know. There's a lot of factors going on with Sasha at the moment, but his draw is the hardest and he could easily get out. So it's not looking good for him. In terms of matches to watch, there are four that I have hands down not missing and please to the scheduling gods of Shanghai do not put these matches at the same time or on the same day or at inconvenient times for me I will freak out because I want to watch all of these and they just seem so good so first one is Diego Schwartzman versus Sam Query that one's just gonna be good just not because they're high profile players because of the fact that they're hustlers they are both amazing hustlers and I feel like it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be difficult next one is Stan Wawrinka versus Borna Korich it's that's going to be interesting Stan has been playing amazingly since he's been coming back Borna has also been playing well it's going to be difficult any match with Stan is also good I just love watching him play and I think they're very I'm not saying they're very similar but it's going to be a very interesting match and then Francis Tiafo versus Matt Ebden is a hustle, 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 grind, hustle, like absolute hustling match. Like if you want to watch two people go at it, go back and forth and just dig deep, this is the match you watch. Like it's going to be, I think this is probably going to be a long one and it's probably going to be like the weirdest one. So that's my opinion on that one. And I put that one because it's a really unusual matching. I don't know if they've played together before, but or they played against each other before, but it seems like it's going to be very interesting. Next is Stefanos versus Gael Monfils, and I am so excited for this one. I saw this matchup, and my heart was like, oh no, but I know it's going to be such a good match. Stefanos has this kind of character about the way he plays, and we all know Monfils is a showman. It's going to be great to watch, and I'm definitely so excited. Like This is the match. Out of all of the four of these matches that I've said, Definitely, you cannot miss Stefanos the Tepes versus Gail Monfils. Like, if you do miss that one, are you even a tennis fan? Like, come on. Um, in terms of Roger and Novak, they both have a bye in the first round and they'll be playing second round, so it's too hard to tell who they're going to be playing at the moment because anything can happen in the first rounds. And also, some of the qualifiers haven't been confirmed yet, so it's hard to see who everyone will be playing and the qualifiers actually there's quite a few big names in the qualifiers Mackenzie McDonald, Giles Souza, Taylor Fritz those types of boys that are playing in there so I can't really say who's going to be going through or not we'll just have to find out when qualifiers are over so we might have a mid-Shanghai prediction or maybe I'll tell you guys at the end when we've seen all the matches I don't know yet but now on to Instagram drama, my favorite drama, and Twitter drama as well. So, like I said about Sasha and Sasha, I think the main thing, like how I found about out about Sasha's girlfriend, is someone just posted a photo of a new girl in the box. Like, hmm, it was very interesting, and I was at first skeptical. I just thought she was like a family friend, or she's like one of like Hugo or like Jez or maybe even Ivan's like some relation to the family I didn't really think it through but then Twitter <laughs> tennis Twitter having their FBI tactics and their CIA agency like people you guys are ridiculous and I love it like it's so good like I don't need to do half of the research because I know everyone will do it for me which is great but FBI tactics were put in place and people found out quite a lot of stuff. I feel like 
I'm not quite sure if the name is correct, but I'm not going to share it just because I don't want to, you know, put someone out there that isn't the right person and then everyone goes and attacks that person. So I'm not going to share the name that I think it is. However, very few people are happy for Sasha and it's actually kind of, I think it's sad because everyone's like, Sasha could get a girlfriend, Sasha should be in a relationship, Sasha this, Sasha that, why isn't Sasha, why isn't Sasha dating, why is Sasha single, oh I feel sorry for Sasha, he has no one, all these models rejected him, blah 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 blah, but then he finally, it seems he finally has someone and everyone's like, no I'm not happy, she's not pretty enough, she's not good enough, well not she's not pretty enough, but she's not good enough, like why is, like, you know, people are just down on him for some reason, and I'm like, you guys are, like, hmm... I'm just giving the side eye as I read my Twitter feed sometime, but you know, what can I do? And then other people saying he's not like they're not dating because it's not official, because there hasn't been a public statement, but we all, like, I don't think they would, like, if anyone's dating anyone, like, you have to really do your, like, I feel like you have to do your research, you have to stalk them to actually find out who is actually dating who and who, and Sasha is a very private person the, like they're all Misha, Sasha, the whole family is very private and I don't think they're going to put their public life out there. Sasha is different on social media. He does post a lot more than his brother does but his brother recently just got an Instagram like maybe end of last year so we can't like I, I don't trust Sasha to put his relationship out there because I feel like he knows for a fact what people are like, what his fans are going to be like and how people are just not going to deal with that and they're just going to bash that girl or hate and it's just going to be absolutely ridiculous so it's not coming I don't think there's going to be a public statement where he says about his girlfriend I don't think that's going to happen and if it does happen then good for him but I either way if it's true or if it's not true I'm happy for Sasha I think it's I wouldn't say it's good for him like he obviously hired we all know he has a new coach Ivan Lindel and I feel like that's just an indication that he wants a Grand Slam. Ivan worked with Andy Murray and Andy Murray won a Grand Slam that year. Like, it's very clear that Sasha is frustrated and he needs, he wants, he's seeking to win a Grand Slam. And the fact that he hasn't done it is kind of, I feel like, upsetting him. And he feels disappointed that he hasn't and been able to do that, especially with his past Grand Slam performances. But everything takes time. He's still very young. He can't expect to have this perfect career all of a sudden, just because he's exceeded expectations and he's the top of the next gen, I feel like he puts all this pressure on himself and it's not easy. And I feel if this girl is, if they are in a relationship, I hope she's good for him. I hope she doesn't deter him from what he needs to be doing. I hope she's there to support him. You know, I just wish them the best and I hope she has the right intentions. As a fan, I like I support Sasha and I think if they are together you know I'm happy for him I'm not gonna be like oh I'm sad and I'm gonna send hate and all that kind of stuff like you know you just have to be realistic and think these people are actually humans and everyone's not like obviously we might not like her or there's something like I don't know but we just I just I want what's best for Sasha and if she's best for him by all means go for it be happy and that's all I'm gonna say however when Sasha's Zverev does, uh, I wouldn't say he came for Stefanos, but there is, I would say, some underlining beef, and I feel like everyone is putting beef. Stefanos has beef with this person, Stefanos has beef with that person, when there's no beef. Tennis Twitter, can we please calm down? Just tennis social media, can we calm down and stop placing the boys who play video games against Stefanos? 
please like i'm sick of it i am done and it's not fair like stefan also said that he doesn't play video games that's fine that's his personal choice he used to do it and then he realized oh it's not good for him he doesn't like it anymore he's going to do something more productive with this time he's going to do photography he's going to make videos he's going to create he's going to do all that kind of stuff all goods all fine I don't see what you guys gained or what people, like it's funny and it's shady and I do have to admit I do laugh at it but I'm kind of getting sick of it at the fact that every time we see like Sasha posted a photo of himself gaming ended up with him losing and then we see that people are like, oh Stephanos won because he doesn't game, Stephanos is better than Sasha because he doesn't do video games, like Stephanos is better than Sasha because he's a genuine person. Stephanos is better than Sasha because he plays the best. Like, he's, like, ah, oh, I just don't like this situation and I don't like talking about it because it's just frustrating because I love them both. But <laughs> I'm just kind of sick of people talking about it like that. Like, let's move on. You know, we've happened. And obviously Nick plays video games and Nick... Speaking of Nick, did you guys fall for his coaching scandal thingy that he said he was being coached by a double, one of the double specialist people? I, I kind of read it and I was like, oh, good for him. And then when I saw it was a prank, I was like, okay, don't really care. Like, it's a very Nick thing to do. Everyone was like feeling some type of way and was all offended about it. Like, oh, there was names being called and I shouldn't be saying them, but I'm not going to say them. And there were people, like, feeling all type of way and all in their feelings and stuff like that. And I was like, this is Nick Curios. What did you, like, did you honestly expect this to be true? Like, are we really that gullible? Come on, people. And then Nick posted about it saying, like, it was all love to him and the guy, but it was, like, people, everyone, you give them a bone and people take a leg or something like that. Along those lines. But I'm just like... People need to get over it. Nick is Nick Curios will be Nick Curios. But back to Sasha and Stephanos, it's not a real beef. Let's stop pretending to put beef in their heads. Because I've done a podcast before and I think it was my US Open podcast when I talked about the bullying and I don't want to have to talk about that again. But like, let's not do it because you guys I feel like as I've said, the media puts pressure on these next gen boys and creates fake stuff that isn't real and then you guys just falling for those traps just makes it so much more like it just makes it worse so let's not it's entertaining but it's not anymore so let's cut that off right now um but i will add that stephanos is really close with dennis shapovalov and dennis plays games dennis was gaming and we saw that through the instagram stories that were being posted on the tennis cool series that i talked about earlier about but Dennis was actually winning his matches why because Dennis Sasha's Zverev is not gaming in the middle of the night before he has a match Dennis is gaming on his off days like a normal person would do I'm just saying end of discussion um Jack Sock has a new bae when is he never with someone new I'm just saying anyway he is allegedly allegedly dating Katie Butler the British tennis player I have no opinions on this the reason why we found out is because they both went to the Great Wall of China together. Instagram stories were posted. Jack has been cited at a couple of her matches. He has posted several stories of them together. You don't see her face, but you do see the Nike logo and you know that she is a Nike 
athlete, so that's all I have to say on that situation. I don't know. It seems that they started dating from the US Open. He did break up with his girlfriend, Michaela Burns, earlier on this year. Then he had his rough patch. It seems like he's doing well this time round, but we don't know. He plays in Shanghai tomorrow or this evening, not quite sure. Allegedly, people are saying that he could be out before qualifying is done because he plays the same day as the last matches of qualifying. So we don't know. It's kind of hard to tell, but that's what's happening with Jack Stock. Um, moving right along, it's not It's not that interesting. Um, I think the most exciting news of the whole week was two WTA, WTA mums are expecting children which is absolutely amazing like it's just a gift and blessing for them so congratulations to those ladies Casey Delanqua who is retired is expecting her third child with her partner Amanda Judd and it's just beautiful we don't know the sex of the baby but they have a boy and a girl already and they're expecting baby number three so congratulations to Casey and Amanda next is Alina Vesnina who is expecting her first child and this was announced both of these were announced this week and congratulations to her and her partner on that next big scandal that we saw sadly I have to report on this and I've talked about this a lot I feel like I've talked about this so many times and it's it's getting to the point where it's ridiculous but ball kid treatment scandals I we shouldn't have to talk about this but Three, two players this week really just went overboard with ball kids and it's just honestly so sad to see that these kids are being treated like this. It's not fair and it shouldn't be allowed and I feel like it should be a rule that people, you know, you do certain things for yourself. So Sablinka and Vidasco, so one woman and one man, both playing in Beijing, um, Vidasco had a complete major tantrum and was yelling at the ball kid, telling him to hurry up, and it was just awful. Like, I watched the video, and I, like, I couldn't watch it. It was just so, like, I watched, like, maybe two minutes of it, and it was horrible to see what happened. And then Sablinka, who just was being absolutely disrespectful and threw a water bottle on the side I feel like I'm blowing it out of proportion but I just feel like I'm done with seeing things like this like it's honestly so horrible like it's not fair on the kids they just want to be there because they love tennis and they want to be able to see their athlete like to see the players up front they shouldn't be treated like this I feel like there needs to be protect the ball kids people protect the ball kids but with this with both of these scandals coming out everyone tennis Twitter, you do your thing and you just dig up all the drama and they were there was videos of other athletes who have done this before including Roger Federer Novak Djokovic a lot of athletes were brought up and yelling at ball kids like throwing water bottles at ball kids um you know sassing ball kids like it was just I was shocked at how many players have actually done this and a lot of them have children but I guess in the heat of the match you just won't 
I don't know, I'm not justifying it as someone who has worked and volunteered at tournaments before. It's not nice when players are rude to you because you kind of just, you're taken aback by it because you just, I feel like a lot of kids put players in a high disregard and it kind of makes you feel a bit, like, mind my language, but it makes you feel shit. Like, if you're a kid and you're getting treated like that, you're like, oh, why do I even like this sport? Like, why do I even like this person? Like, it gives you a second look at the people and you're just like, mm. You know, they're kids. They just they just there to do it for fun. They're there because they love the sport and they just they want to enjoy themselves out there. You know, it's their moment too. You shouldn't like I get players, you're you're frustrated, you're having a bad match and all that, but that's not an excuse for treating play like ball kids like this or even linesmen like protect the volunteers like they all say oh we thank the volunteers for making this a great tournament but do you mean it really like if you're treating us like this then do you mean it so no it's not nice and just be respectful like even though they're kids they yeah they look up to you guys so let's not do this and then lastly my challenger update and I've been posting so much on Instagram about challenges recently just because I feel and I've said this before you guys know when I did my challenger episode I love challenges I'm actually so into them that it's it's honestly it surprised me how into them I am because I was very much into tours like watching the ATP 5000 I mean 500s and the Masters 1000s and all that kind of stuff but I feel like challenges are more convenient and easier to follow like it's just so much easier and you fall in love with players that nobody knows that was my other thing but um in Asia it seems like I noticed one thing when I was watching some of the matches that a lot of players a lot of players that you don't think have a lot of fans have so like tennis in Asia has become so big and I think that's one of the good things and one of the really great things to see like especially in the women's game it's just been there's a lot of people watching now so congratulations to Asia and China and all those places that are just making it big and you guys are really doing good role in promoting and just getting that up to scratch so congratulations to you guys but back to the challenges in Stockton where Lloyd Harris and Mark Pullmans will be in the final of this coming Monday or Sunday with all the other finals that are being played which is going to be very good. I feel like they're both two next-gen boys who are just doing well in the Challenger tournament. Lloyd Harris is coming off a win in the US series and Mark Pullmans, this is his third one, his last final was in April so it's quite a while but he's definitely been playing amazingly the whole week I've been stressed if you guys have been following my talk tennis excuse me my talk tennis tea Instagram stories you guys will see I have been following his progression throughout the tournament and I have been stressed to say the least I think there was one match it was Thursday I went to the gym I got back from the gym and they were starting the third set and I was so stressed like I left for the gym and he wasn't doing well and I was like okay surely I'll check it midway through gym didn't have I had no time to check it midway through the gym I didn't even think about it when I was walking home and then when I got back home and I turned on my laptop and I said that they're just starting the third set I was like whoo you know like like good but also bad because I have to sit there with third set and I when I saw the scores I was like oh please just get through this mark just get through it like I love you but get through it easily and it was it's actually been so stressful and he had like leading up to the final I think his semi-final match which he played today actually was the first match out of the whole week where he won in straight sets the other four or five other four have been 
in four like three sets and they've been so long like two hours max like two hours is the minimum score so I was happy he got it done in less than two hours and it was a very easy match for him but otherwise it was kind of an eventful match actually there was some alleged cheating his opponent took a medical tie break in the third it was three all in the second set and his opponent took a medical tie break and allegedly there was some cheating with the linesman who was coaching him who's coaching the um opponent so I found that very interesting and then the you guys know if you guys listen if you guys haven't listened to my challenger tournament um podcast definitely do listen to that that is I think it's one of my favorite podcasts I've recorded but listen to it where I talked to I think I said about the American uh, commentators on the American um uh challenger tours because this is an American Stockton is in America it's in LA California and not LA it's in California and the American guy was commentating and he's like he's just really sassy and shady and whoever I want to know this man's name I want to be his friend because he's honestly the best commentator I've listened to like can we get him on some of the ATP like the proper tour commentating things because he's so good it's just honestly amazing and the way he talks about the players is like he genuinely has a relationship and gets to know the player so it's even more authentic what he's saying because you know it's true and it's actually factual it's not just like rubbish that you see on the screen or you can read off a piece of paper from interviews that have been done like press conferences so it's general authentic his impressions I feel like I've talked for way too long and then lastly um Monterey with the Monterey challenger where David Ferrer was actually playing and he's playing in the final which is absolutely amazing versus Ivo Kalovic and I feel like that's just such an old school final both older players that have been in the tour for a long time and I can't it actually makes me feel kind of upset and makes me feel type of some type of way because they both like not that they shouldn't be playing challenges but obviously David Ferrer is retiring soon and Ivo Kalovic I don't know if he's retiring or maybe he's just slumped in the rankings but they were both at a top level at one stage and they were playing at the top of the tour so it's kind of sad to see them having to play challenges but I know it's going to be a great final all the people in Mexico because Monterrey's in Mexico they're going to have a great time and it's going to be a very old school very classic match so yeah wow it's been a long this is probably one of my longest podcasts to date but I feel like I just needed to come and sit down and talk to you guys. I've missed you guys effectively, but I just wanted to do a long one just so that you guys get everything in one. I am recording another podcast. You guys know, I feel like you guys have been waiting for this David's Cup up um, new podcast, the Davis Cup one. And I've also tied it in with Labor Cup and some stuff about Hotman Cup as well. So it's very full on podcast. And I'm really excited to share that with you guys very soon. So please look out for that. Sorry, I've been away for so long. Life happens and I've been following lots of drama so I can make it more richer for you guys to listen to. And I've been doing other things as you guys know. Please, please, please check out the Tennis Pal Chronicles podcast. I've leave a link in that to in the description check them out so awesome and obviously if you want to listen to me and hear my reports on Stefano Tsitsipas then definitely check them out it's an amazing podcast and I'm really excited to be working with the team there so yeah other than that hope you guys couple was amazing hope you guys liked the tea and I'll catch you on the next one